Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. If Karga said you were coming, we have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. Alright. Hello, everybody, and thank you for coming to another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Luke, and I got a couple of regulars with me and a very special guest. We got Dave with us. Hello, Internet. I'm back. And we got Justice. Hello. And we got a special guest. We got Cam Murray with us today. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us. We had a local tournament at the Game Chamber here in London, Ontario, and he was the victor. <laughs> and I said on the last podcast, uh, I'd like to have the winner to come on just to chat with us and maybe give their opinions on playing in person Angie's new uh, X-Wing. Just give just give your opinions on it. Uh, so, uh, to start off, Dave and I know you, but maybe not all our listeners do. So I was going to ask you a couple questions. Yeah, sure. Uh, man, go for it. When about did you start playing X-Wing? Oh, boy. Uh, I started playing X-Wing in 2016. It was wow. right after Scum was released. Same, was, yeah. same yeah. time period. That's about when I started the kitchen table kind of playing. So Atreides won't actually recognize me because I'm Cam here, but online I go by Garen Crow, and Atreides and I have actually played several games on TTS in the dark days of TTS when it first launched. <laughs> oh, I'm. Oh, wow! Like, in, do you mean like the dark days where we had to move the own ships, well, kind where of? We, where we had to like copy the dials from inside oh my like gosh. hidden zones. Yeah. Wow. The, the <laughs> old dark days of TTS. Yeah. Uh, I remember the hidden zones, but I don't remember moving ships around with uh, the Yeah, so uh, for those entirely unfamiliar, because why would you ever do this? <laughs> but back in the day on TTS, uh, you'd use commands to move your ships. And like we didn't have any automated dials or anything, so the dials were just like basically a deck of cards. And you'd put like a face-down like tile token like dial token next to your ship and it would only have one maneuver on it you'd flip it it would show what maneuver you're doing and then you'd have to enter the command to auto move the ship you would have to right click the ship enter like s3 to go straight three yep yep and then it it would execute the straight three and the distances weren't like fully like all there yet so sometimes it was just break arbitrarily and it took Uh a it took them a while to get large base ships to move correctly <laughs> in TTS. For a while, they kept executing. It was like two and a half hards instead of three. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, the the dark days. <laughs> yeah, the dark days where we uh, DM Zika every time something went wrong, which was like yep. five times a day. Now, I wasn't there for that, but I remember people shit-talking TTS cause, and saying Vassal was superior, but eventually oh. TTS got there. 
Uh, yeah, Zika Koka, the the dude who basically took over the original 1.0 mod, who ended up doing a bunch of work on the automated it... dials and stuff, uh, and automated bumping. Uh, TTS had automated bumping almost six months before Vassal. Oh, so, like, okay. all the all the stuff that they were claiming that Vassal was superior for, we'd already had for yeah. m- months at that it, point. It was Korean Templar. Yeah, you made the original mod, right? Yep. Yeah. And then Zizika, who, I mean, it was awesome being, like, having him come into the game. <laughs> like, you would yeah, message it... him and he would sometimes come into the game to see what you're talking about. Hey, Zika, this too hard has put me, like, three millimeters too far. Wait, what? Comes and looks. Oh, no. Panic. Things are breaking. But he would fix it. Oh, he would, yeah. He was really good about it, too. Uh, I have no idea what he did for a living, but, like, holy hell, he basically fixed that model. He was a full-time job. It was crazy. Yeah, all I remember is when um, Hexiled started, I, in Separatist first came out, I had, uh, there was eight ships on the table with the vultures, and I had to set each dial, pull it out of the hidden zone, flip it, do my maneuver, put it back, and then just keep. Yeah. Yeah, it used it's to be a, worse. It's a lot easier nowadays. It, it, it used to be worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there, was, there wasn't really eight ship lists back then, though. Yeah. Before no, but that, so. Like, that was a great thing getting in on the ground floor because you just saw it constantly, like, oh, this is so easy now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People don't know how good they have it. They have no idea how good they have it now. <laughs> All right, oh, now boy. that we're now that crazy we're done. that we played against each other and that you remember playing against me. Ah, uh, yeah, I do because <laughs> it was you and I don't remember. It was one other person that I'm blanking on right now. But uh, I was were flying you there for my bombs. I was flying Chewy Miranda. That's that was my like 1.0 thing was I would fly Chewy Miranda online all the damn time. Okay, and you, it was you, me, and someone else. We were sitting on that Miranda build, the slam bombing Miranda build with uh, that. Um, yeah. he's from Chicago. Um, yeah, yeah, you you know who I'm talking about. Right? Yes. We were all we were all like looking at it, and we because all played it online all the time. I was my build was you know three K wings and a Z. Yep. Oh, and I would always give credit to him. I'm like this. I fly this all the time, but I. Really, I helped make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, I never oh. got into the three K wings, but I, I would fly Chewie and Miranda all rest the time. in peace K wings. I mean, sure, but also like good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> they were for a while. Uh, you could fit. I think it was. It was or, either. I think it was four with Sabine mm-hmm. and bombs and barrage rockets, and yep. it was an unholy nightmare to play. Oh yeah, and, no. That was in 2.0. I guess we didn't. Yeah, I it was played, 2.0. Uh, I played uh, 3K Wings with um, Cassie and crew on one of the K Wings, Informant on another. Oh, okay. And then okay. Okay. Sabine on the third, on Miranda. Yep. Yep. That's, <laughs> yep. God. What a world. What a world to be living in. Anyways, let's, let's get out of this nightmare. Um, <laughs> We shall take ourselves back out of the hole of 1.0 nightmare nonsense. And 2.0. That was my 2.0 list with Cassian crew and... Yep, yep, God. <laughs> well, K-Wings are banned now, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Just stay, stay, stay playing standard, it'll all be fine, I promise. That's okay, there's some new ships on the horizon, I'm sure we'll, we'll break the game for a bit. Anyways, I mean, 
Uh, just so uh, our fine listeners, we hear some shout outs from your local uh, your local squad, your uh, GRX. Oh, yeah. Uh, GRX. We are Grand River X-Wing. Uh, we're down here in Kitchener, Ontario, hanging out. We play at Flint's on Tuesdays. If you're in the area, come in, come out and join us. We play from 6 till 9 on uh, Tuesday nights. Now, it has Flint's moved? They're not yeah. in in the yeah. garage anymore, right? They're not in the garage yet. No, they're not out in the boonies anymore. They used to be in like an industrial park, and now they're uh, actually they're on Sterling now, which... I can't even really describe the area accurately, so. <laughs> yeah, that's the last time I was there. It was at the end of 1.0. When they yeah, after the last tournament, they were still yeah. out in the industrial park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good times. Uh, Bohan won that one and then uh, ended up big, driving him home, so that was fun. Big shocker there, yeah. <laughs> Back when, what do you fly? Uh, E-Wings and Sheathapedes or something like that? Was he even flying E-Wings? I thought... I was pretty sure the last time he played at Old Flint's, he brought his stupid uh, Kanan Biggs nonsense. I might be wrong, though. It was a long time ago. I just know that he had two Sheathapedes in it. Oh, that's funny. In that case, it probably was Sheathapedes and E-Wings. For some reason, two Sheathapedes in, in 1.0 was good. I can't remember why. <laughs> uh, that'd be because Fenral was an I-6 core warden. Or sorry, it was, I, it was basically... The cool I six, so it's I nine or eleven or something. Coordinate, and then uh, oh, there was one of the other ones did something interesting. I think it was Ezra. I Ezra was pretty good in in one point oh. I was Ezra in the uh, escape pod. The other yep. one, it was in the escape. The other one, basically the Phantom one. Yeah, he was. You could play like Darth Ezra with. I think it was Rage. I mm-hmm. believe it was Rage. Yeah, it was Rage and Maul. Yeah, Rage. Oh yeah, Rage Maul. God. Yeah, what a what a lovely time! I don't even remember Rage as a card. I can't even. Rage is like you ba- spend a force and turn two things. It wasn't, I, it wasn't force because force wasn't in one point. Oh no, it was. It was no. take a stress. get a stress. It's get a stress, and then I believe it gave you rerolls. Here, I got it. Rage. Oh, really? Assign one focus to action. Assign one focus token to your ship and receive two stress tokens. Yep. Until the end of the round, when attacking, you may reroll up to three dice. Yep. It's re-rolling. Yep. All the re-rolls. And then Ezra's ability was, like, when he had stress, he got to, like, re-roll defense or something. Or auto-convert. I don't remember which it was. Yeah. I, I didn't know all the upgrades back then. I just knew that expertise was broken. True. Um, Very god true. Ezra, was, yeah. when defending, if you are stressed, you may change up to two of your eyeball results to evade results. It's the, wow. don't worry, I promise this isn't three hits, two evades. Every time. <laughs> don't worry about it it'll be fine i'm sure i'm sorry if we triggered anybody listening yeah that's uh that's terrible uh, that was the dark days right there yeah 1.0 is just basically textbook example of how power creep ends up in game oh and then to mall crew when attacking, if you're not stressed, you may receive any number of stress to re-roll that many attack dice. But then, after performing an attack that hits, you may remove one of your stress tokens. Yep. Seems good. Yep. <laughs> it is really good. Really, really good. Anyway, um, so it wasn't this uh, this weekend, but the weekend prior, uh, the Game Chamber had a 14-player tournament. I believe two players dropped out. 
um, while playing, but so it ended up going down to twelve. But that's okay. Um, two two drop two more dropped out after I couldn't make it. Uh, like while they were there, I think no, they dropped. One person out. one person dropped final round, and then yeah, yeah. The other one didn't actually drop. He just like got the buy basically and went home. Right, 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 right. Uh, anyway, um, we saw some uh, interesting lists. Lots of Republic, lots of Rebels, um, and uh, Cam here ended up on top. Uh, I got seventh place, going two and two. It should have been. I should have been one and three. But uh, I got really lucky against um, John Doyle. So to um, deal with ties, our, uh, the, um, Jay ended up saying Final Salvo was the way to win. So I ended up winning a Final Salvo against John. We oh, wow. Tied 6-6 six and six in the first round, which is chance engagement. So wait, and- before you guys go any further, what, what were your lists? Uh, well, I can say my list was Resistance. I brought ZZ, Kaz, uh, Kai Thranali in the X-Wing, Wilsa in the Y-Wing, and Greer Sunel in the A-Wing. So it was a lot of fun. Um, some of the stuff's really hard to... Uh, it's really hard to do with higher... Sh- it was hard to do with higher ship counts, personally, for me, when it came to stuff like uh, Assault on the Satellite Array. But all my other games were either close or um, the last one was pretty much in my favor, but they were all good games. Uh, Cam, what did you end up bringing that ended up taking home the trophy? Uh, I brought Boba Fenn and Gamut. Oh, this guy rules. Yeah, so three ships are still playable, folks. I mean... They're they're not only playable, so this past (laughs) weekend I went to down to Hamilton and in Hamilton, they're having a tournament at Black Knight. There's also 14 players. I came in third, flying the same list, and my only loss was to Evan Cameron, flying Ray Poe Zori, and Evan Cameron won the tournament going 3-0. Hmm. So, I've experienced a Ray Poe Zori. The death weekend. of three ship lists is uh, <laughs> highly exaggerated, in my opinion. Was it Overdrive Poe? It was not Poe Overdrive, and the okay. only reason I I can I confronted Evan about this because I was like he had he had a shield upgrade instead of like Overdrive thrusters, and I was like this seems like incorrect. And Evan's response was, "Well, I didn't really have time to practice, and I don't usually play Resistance, so I didn't bring Overdrive Poe." And I was like, "That is fair. That is very fair." That okay? Yeah, okay, sure, sure, man. Like if you yeah. don't have time to practice, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Brendan actually came in second, and he also went 3-0. We only played three rounds. And uh, he was flying five-ship FO something. It was like Gideon, Nightfall, Malaris, and the TIE Fighter, two others that I'm blanking on. I think it was Revis and something else. How did y'all break? So if they both went 3 here's a question. If they both went 3-0, how did y'all break the TIE? Uh, Don, who's the TO down there, just decided to do uh, scenario points for the tiebreaker. Okay, because yeah. ITO and... That's until, until you know, it, Adepticons yeah. in like two days and three what? days and yeah, there's Adepticon still no is... tournament package. Yeah, Adepticon will probably so like when the tournament starts, probably. Knowing how companies like that work in general. It's the, we'll release it before X. All right, so the second X starts, <laughs> I'll expect this document. But more realistically, I'll expect it like three days later because that's just how things work. For, it, just in general, like... Scenario points is an okay way of doing it. It's basically just yeah. LV. 
But like at Adepticon, they're doing strength of schedule first, and then like okay, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, and then uh, scenario points because like well, and then especially because like in this case, uh, Brendan got the pair down because there's three people that were two and zero. Oh. Yep. Right. Yep. So like he would auto. He basically even if because he, he, he won the game anyway, but then he just would auto lose the tiebreaker. Yep. Uh, John was also there, and John went two one flying two decimators, night beast, and an uh, uh, obsidian. I think there the other two point tie fighters. Wow. Okay. Like the named decimators or? Oh uh, yeah, it was Morna and uh, Oiken. Oh okay. Wow. Wow. I that's guess a lot you of have that much health. Yeah, turns out real hard to kill decimators in <laughs> five to seven rounds. He Why? almost so, yeah. lost one once. Um, <laughs> at y'all's tournament two weeks ago, how did y'all do the uh, scenarios? Uh, so that was I really interesting. They just rolled randomly at the start, and then like we did all of them in like order or something. I don't remember. Yeah. So. What ended up happening was um, he, on the Facebook, he said, yeah, we're just going to do uh, extended because he, want, he wants everybody to fly whatever ship they want, um, like whether it was black box or not. And then when we got there, we found out it was also, I personally found out it was also scenarios because I thought extended was just dogfight. And then I found out, okay, I guess we're doing scenarios on top of that. So it was a mix of extended slash standard. Well, scenarios are just all play now. Extended is just the list building uh, really? requirements. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's also kind I of thought, how it's always been. I thought you extended was scenarios. was just dogfight. Oh, nope. Extended okay. is just referring to what is is and is not banned in terms of play. Okay. Scenarios are now just X wing. Period. You know, I like scenario. I like the scenarios. Uh, I'm also super on board for scenarios. I think they had a lot Except of... for one. Ex- oh, I, I'm assuming... Is it Scramble? No. Dang, which one is it? Chance Engagement. Oh, I mean, yeah, okay. I hate that one. Weird. It's it's like it's almost solved dogfight. <laughs> and it... by solved, I mean it's like fixed from some of the issues that we had in uh, previous editions of the game. It does, unless you're playing... It... it... I feel it takes the longest out of all of them to, like, get points, period. Yes, because, shockingly, uh, only 55% of games, or sorry, yeah, 55% of all games recorded in 2.0 in tournament play went to time. Yep. So it's more than half of games that were played at tournaments in 2.0 went to time. Yeah, that's really interesting, because the only game that I had that day that didn't go to time was my last game which I got 23 points in. Did y'all uh, do the random 70 to 75? We're not going to tell you. Tom. He just put 80 minutes on the clock and okay. everybody yeah, just started. That gave us time to do the setup and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the extra time for setup was really nice. Okay, so I've been playing in person, but and I we had, excuse me, but for y'all's tournament, did you find setup, once you like got what setup you want, all setups started looking the same throughout that day? No. Uh, I have specific strategies that I use for uh, objective setups. Uh, and it depends on how many ships my opponent's brought, what faction he's playing, and okay. then also what the scenario is. Because yeah, just like rocks, I feel like 
once you have a set like thing in mind, it actually goes faster than what it may seem because I always just set up the same. It goes faster still because I know what, like what I'm looking for and where I'm going to place things. But um, yeah, that's uh, really interesting what you were telling me there, Cam. Like you had a, a specific way for the scenario, like for the objectives and the obstacles on top of that. Yeah. Um. So. so, in 2.0, I've always had like turn zero strategies in mind against usually uh, all develop specific uh, turn zero strategies against specific matchups or specific archetypes, depending on like how heavy the meta is leaning one way or the other. Uh, so good example. Of this is like with Chewie Miranda. I have like a specific there with Chewie Miranda in 1.0. I had a specific rock placement I would use every game. Uh, I still tend to lean towards that as just a default opening. Um, but now with scenarios and like placing objectives and stuff, turn zero matters uh, infinitely more than it did in 2.0. Uh, so like knowing where you need to put objectives so that you can grab them, you can force your opponent to place objectives in specific locations using like just geometry denial. Uh, you can do a bunch of other stuff like that. Like uh, a good example is when I played against Kyle. Um, I built a triangle of objectives. It's assault. I built a triangle of objectives with my two placements in the middle uh, that are all exactly range two of each other. And the idea behind that is I can just fly Boba into the middle of it, and he counts as two to all three of them, which means you'd have to have three ships at each one of them to have me not score points. Yeah, so, the idea, like, so if you see that, like, and you don't contest me by putting, like, a rock in the middle or something, like, I'm just going to fly Boba there, or, like, any other large base ship there, and it's going to score me probably two points, two or three, depending on who else decides to show up there. And that forces the your opponent to engage Boba in that yeah. close proximity, which uh, Boba exactly, loves. Which is exactly what Boba wants. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. I mean, that's a perfect strategy there. Yeah, I mean, you can just easily block it by putting a rock in the middle, but the problem is, but is no that one's a lot gonna of people, do that. people will do that, just not yet. Like, no one's caught on yet. Right. And so the the idea that, like, 2-5 is somehow, like, less strategically deep is kind of laughable to me, just in general right now. Because it's very obvious that, like, if your opponent doesn't know what they're doing and they don't understand their win-con against your list... And they don't understand what you're doing, like what your list wants to do. They will almost always lose. It is very rare that someone who doesn't understand the win conditions will win games in two five, in my opinion. I think you are exactly right. Like when you go into a game, you have to look at their list, look at your list, and say, "This is how I win this. This is my win condition." Like when I'm going against a Ray with one of my separatist lists, I'm like. Win condition, I will win if I do not engage right. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's it's almost like... I know the, like there's typically less rounds in 2.5 or 3.0 or whatever you want to call it. So bringing a big, beefy ship that you're probably not going to take down, that's kind of a... Uh, it's good for you, not great for the opponent. Because unless they have a lot of offense to take it down, especially yes. in this uh, the uh, the scenario ones, you're not getting half points in that thing. What? Why bother? Yeah, and things like death ray when you can also also fit so many other things. Last episode, I made my point known about ray. I think that I think she is way too undercosted. Well, heroic ray is ridiculous. 
Heroic Ray is very good. That's uh, what Evan was flying. He actually uh, won our game by killing Boba Fett, so that was pretty ridiculous as well. That was the first game of... Well, it was the second game of 2-5 that I played where I lost Boba. I played like... I only played like 10 games, but uh, yeah. That was the first one where I wasn't just like super unlucky and lost him. It was just he brought basically what amounted to three double-modded proton torpedoes. <laughs> so... Because uh, he has Protorps on Zori and Poe, and then Ray is, may as well be Proton Torpedo number three. Yeah, that's a good Alpha Strike right there. Yeah, and then having uh, five, five, six, uh, and then he like basically got to move after Boba on one of the uh, basically one of the crucial engage turns. So he got a very good setup to just nuke me, which was unfortunate. Yeah, so our locals know very well like how good you are with Boba Fenn. Just being able to add another ship. Like, that's, that's pretty great for you. So, I'm just curious, how has your setup for your actual setting up your your ships, how has that changed? Like, do you spread them out, uh, like, uh, one in the middle, one on each side to go after the scenarios or the objectives? Do you, um, how do you set up, uh, how do you set up these guys? Uh, so, generally it depends on what scenario I'm playing. Uh, if I'm playing Assault, I'll have Gamut and Boba going after that triangle, if they if my opponent lets me make it. Uh, and then Fen will be flanking and or taking on additional objectives. And then uh, in Scramble, Gamut's hanging back and like covering the like the two points that are on my side. Fen potentially like threatens the middle, because uh, with Afterburner's Fen, you can actually move ten and a quarter bases forward on the first turn, which will put you into range... Uh, basically puts you past the middle objective, which will put you into range one of anyone who's there. So you can range one attack people who go for the middle objective. Uh, and then also in uh, Salvage, like the crate one, uh, Fen also threatens the middle. Boba threatens uh, the one that they placed on my side, and Gamut takes the one that I placed on my side. Uh, so generally it ends up with Gamut and Boba in kind of like an area together and then Fen's trying to either flank that area or dive on some of the ships in the back line. So when let's say in salvage or uh, salvage or um, scramble uh, is it do you have to think really hard when you're spending your actions um, to, to perform the scramble or co-action um, uh, sometimes yes. Sometimes yes. Um, so the idea with three ship lists right now is that you're not going to win objectives against a higher ship count list. You're not going to. It's not going to happen. Uh, so your goal is to deny your opponent as many objectives as possible while killing their ships. So the goal is not to win the objective. The goal is to stay even or only slightly behind, because. As soon as stuff starts getting removed off the table, your opponent's ability to score objectives goes off a cliff almost instantly. Uh, and as soon as they don't have those additional ships to perform the actions, their uh, points economy just goes through the floor. Like, they have no chance of winning uh, after you've killed a certain amount of ships. Like, if I got no objective points, but I kill four, like four of the seven ships, I've probably almost won the game already anyway. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen, because most of the seven ship lists are just spamming defense. But the idea is that if I just score two points every round and they're scoring three, they're not making enough of a lead to where I cannot catch up and surpass them with killing ships. Yep. 
that's a great that's a great strategy there so have you noticed an issue with um i i know that they have less offense but with higher ship counts such as like the seven ship republic uh, uh outside to... of very specific instances of nash gorin for alphas with all di- like discipline and i would say a few of the middling tier like rebel beef spam lists uh generally bringing seven ships is a trap in my opinion Uh, a lot of people fall into the same trap of i bring more bodies therefore i win but that's not always the case and i talked to brian about this in the final because it's the well i brought three ships only but if on turn three the ship count is now three on my side four on your side uh, you can basically no longer win the game because your ships no longer have the offense to kill mine. And so therefore, you have zero points available to kill from my ships, but I have essentially all of your ships are on the table for me to kill with Boba and Fen. So the idea behind bringing larger ships, or ships that are harder to kill in general, is that I am technically points fortressing, but only because no one has thought to bring enough offense to be able to kill the ships I've brought. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in general, if you're going to spam ships, bring ships with a lot of offense. And if you can only get to five or six, don't worry about it. Bring the five or six with offense. It will go better, I promise. Yeah, I, I was thinking that's pretty much the case. So, I, I was chatting with you a little bit about it. I, I had five ship resistance, but three of those ships can only shoot two attack dice so i'm not really i was able to take down a couple ships off of each list but if i'm getting kind of overtaken that they have cheaper ships that are just out to get objectives and i'm getting blocked it's a bit of a problem so yeah i, I really gotta look into kind of higher offense output um so not uh let's move off from not just uh, objective uh, talk, but actual the actual new rules. Um, when it comes to like the new bumping rules, um, range zero attacks, I think the ships that you brought, they probably got better. Uh, Fen can't use Concordia if he's range zero, though. That is correct. Ben would vastly prefer to be range one in most circumstances. Uh, being blocked and being able to take the folks anyway is super good for Fen. Yeah, uh, but outside of that, it's, too. <laughs> it's not really, like, amazing otherwise. And, like, Boba's just really good already. He was already dumb. Blocking him was always the wrong call. Uh, yeah. and now it's slightly less of the wrong call, but it's still the wrong call. Because <laughs> he still gets rerolls from ships at range zero of him. Um, on defense, obviously you can't. And then also he can use Maul like Maul's force point to mod his offense at range zero, which uh, Mike DK found out, unfortunately, in, t- in game one of the tournament. Uh, and then also the other huge uh, crucial point of Boba is veteran tail gunner. Uh, with a ton of rerolls and everyone splitting up, uh, veteran tail gunner is really, really good on Boba right now. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like, every- like everybody's saying, yes, put veteran tail gunner on anything that can take it. Right uh, yep. You got, you oh, got yeah. the loadout points. Um, like, so take it on your gauntlets, take it on your fire sprays. Um, yeah, it seems really good. 
uh, as it turns out, shooting more times in a lower turn count game. Pretty impactful. Who would have known? I mean, the 200-point world, it, it might not have been the right call. Uh, the reason behind that, and it's there's a very specific reason it was never taken in 2.0, it was, if my opponent has split up such that I can trigger this ability, they have already lost the game. Because their ships are far too spread apart to be doing anything remotely close to like killing Boba. But now, they have reasons to split apart. Correct, and they no longer have to kill Boba to win. Which is the other big deal. They can kill Boba to win, but they don't have to. And that's kind of like the big switch from 2.0 to 2.5. It's, you no longer have to kill this unkillable monster of a ship. You can go and do other things instead. Right. As opposed to banging your head against this wall for the next 30 minutes in futility. So, the opponent needs to... If going against Boba, it's just like, try to not engage until you need to. But if they or, need to, then yeah. the game's lost. It's one of those things where uh, if you have the offense to kill Boba, you 100% go for him because he's worth 10 points. But if you don't have the offense to go for Boba, just try to ignore him as best you can and then run away. Because that is basically your two options. Mm -hmm. You can't fight little skirmishes with Boba. It doesn't work. You won't deal meaningful damage. You will get absolutely pummeled in return. Just run off, take the objective points, and ignore him. And now that Boba can kind of equip what he used to before, and he's getting Marauder for free... Uh, yeah, I mean, That's like, when good. I flew Boba Fett to Top 32 Worlds, uh, my Boba Fett was 100 and... I believe it was 112? You were at Worlds? I was. 2019? Yes, it was. So was I. Sweet, dude. Yeah, I made Top 32 yeah. with Boba Fett. Um, I lost to Ollie round one of day two. Nice. I lost to, uh... God, the other finalist. I don't remember his name. Of uh, the four star viper. Nope, that was not the no. finalist. Uh, no, that Dan was Daniel the something. It was yeah, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. lost to Daniel. He was uh, the B wing crack shot swarm. Yes. Yeah. Wedge B was like Wedge Braylon Blount um... and something else. I don't. Maybe two other things. I can't remember. Yeah. It, there yeah, was, was a bunch five of crack ships shots in it, I think. Yeah, five ships, five crack shots. Yep. Yeah. Now I don't feel good about beating all the people I did on day one because of what I was flying, but... <laughs> hey man, I was flying Boba Fenn, so whatever. I was flying three Nantex and Grievous. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of dumb things you can still do... Hey, two, look! Uh, it's three Nantex. Nantex. No, two Nantex. Is it only two Nantex and yep. Grievous now? Oh. Well, you can run you can run Grievous, Sunfac, and Django, and that seems really yeah. scary. Because Sunfac gets, to... like, burners and snare now, and it's like, wait, what? Like, yeah. everyone's Grievous like, Fen got burners, I'm... and I'm like, Sunfac got burners. Why are we not talking about Sunfac getting burners? One of these Grievous things is not like the other. And outmaneuver. Mm -hmm. yeah, and there's some... Also, Impervium is free? What? Yeah. And so free is Soulless Impervium? One. Like, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, and, yeah, free Soulless one, too. God. So, speaking of new mods and certain ships, what did you end up... How did you end up kidding out your ships uh, on your Fen and Boba? Oh, okay, so on, on Fen, I have... I used to bring just Fearless on Fen, so he was, like, 71 points in old points. And now I get uh, Afterburners. They have finally given Fen Rao the mod slot, so I can take Afterburners. And right now I have Elusive, but that will become um, Enduring. Enduring. Yeah, whenever the we actually get Gauntlets and or Razor Crests in Canada. And then on Boba, I've got Cybernetics, 
hull upgrade, marauder, maul, veteran turret gunner, or veteran tail gunner, sorry, and then seismic charges. On Gamut Key, I've got Protector Gleb and Elusive, which will also become Enduring when Enduring comes out in Canada. Uh, Enduring just seems like such a good card for... And uh, it I'm surprised is it's not like a unique... Way too damn good for two points. And I'm hoping it gets either bumped to three and or uh, limited. One of the two. Because right now, with Salvage being in the pool of missions that you will play at a six-plus round tournament... Uh, Enduring is just way too damn good. Like, way too damn good. It saves so, you so many potential points. Yeah, let's, uh, let's remind the list, listeners what it does. I'll also I also have a question before you even go that far. Is yeah. Enduring still FFG product that they designed, or is it an AMG It product? is FFG. Everything okay. being released this wave is still FFG product, as far okay. as I know. So Enduring is while you defend, if you are not in the attacker's bullseye, crit results are neutralized before hit results. And then... Because it didn't do enough already, after you suffer critical damage, you may perform a calculate or focus action on your action bar, even while stressed, treating that action as red. So, even even on a large base, I think that's good. Um, just, uh, like, I'm thinking of taking it on Maul, on, on the, the Scum Gauntlet, just, just so I can take um, that focus or calculate action. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Um... I'm bringing it on Fen, because Fen basically rarely ends up in bullseyes when I don't want him to. And the way Fen usually dies is he gets randomly crit at, like, range 3 through clouds and stuff. <laughs> it's the, hey, look, I put a damaged engine on Fen from, like, range 3 obstructed when you had a focus. And it's like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Guess I lose. Yeah, these these new talents are crazy. Like, it's between that, uh, there's Notorious. Notorious which is... is, yeah. So Notorious is unique. But, like, Notorious is also But, ridiculous. I mean, Enduring should be unique as well with how good it is, I think. I, I, I do agree with that. It's very silly. Notorious is, like, what I'm looking at putting on Bosk, if I ever fly Bosk again. And I probably will, because Bosk is really fun. But, like, yeah, Notorious yeah. Bosk just seems really dumb. Because it's, it's, cause it says after you defend, if he attacks in your firing arc, and he has the 180-degree firing arc, and he gets Zam crew. So you're like, are you I-5 and shooting Bosk? It would be a shame if I gave you this strain token and then acquired a target lock on you. Neat. Yeah, I think I saw Notorious Bosk on stream today. Yeah, someone someone was playing it on Hexile, I think. It was prob- oh, it was Crispy. He was playing it, it was on, on uh, uh, it was on Maul. He was flying it on Maul, and it was, uh, I think it was Crispy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was facing a TIE Swarm. I think that was a pretty... It could have gone either way. Well, I'll put it this way. If it was not Chance Encounter, the TIE Swarm had no chance. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> As it turns yeah. out, if you fly in a block formation in objectives, you'll probably lose. Weird. <laughs> almost like, like if you don't so play much. the game. This is great. It's almost like if you don't play the game, you lose. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry you couldn't be there, Dave, but yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Yeah, no, it's uh, hey, I it's it's work. I couldn't help it. Not not anybody else's fault. But um, yeah, I don't have a lot to contribute since I've still we're playing that hot AC uh, scenario. I've only re- I've literally only played one two point five game. But I mean, 
I think that yeah, you're no, I'm way behind. But you guys just keep giving me all this info. I'll just jump right back into. Uh, oh yeah, I think Dave, right you would into... love uh, the Boba Fen. Yeah. <laughs> I will say it is not super easy to fly, but like it usually doesn't matter much. Um, <laughs> you can generally just kind of Yolo Fen in everywhere. For the most part, unless they have like a ton of like munitions and stuff. Uh yeah, like in my in my final game against Brian, Brian didn't realize that I could like I basically five straight burners left, barrel roll right in focus with Fen on turn one, and I got a range one shot into his Derek, who had uh been coordinated a boost and then like five straight uh it was like he co- coordinated focus boost and then five straight for the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh and I I dropped his Derek to one hull. On like, on turn one. Oh, he's the only thing that went into the middle. Yeah, yeah, just melting stuff. I I gotta mention, um, John Doyle's list. Oh God, Um, yeah. So, (laughs) the very first turn, we're contesting. It's it's chance encounter, so we're contesting the middle objective. He gets uh, the chattering shot plus trick shot off his Grand Inquisitor. Gets five hits. I roll three rank blanks and a focus on ZZ. So I'm down to one hull because I took a hull upgrade. Um, but thankfully, she she still survived till the end of the game. And then the next turn, he took Greer down to two hull with uh, a procket from Vader. Yep, shattering um, shot procket's. And he and... got all paint on both of those rolls. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, and I don't know if you talk about John a lot on, on uh, No, I have never mentioned, I was going to mention, he is a cool. great player. Um, uh, you you know John a lot more than I do, why don't you? Oh uh, yeah, John is one of my close know. friends, and John is completely blind, and he plays X-Wing. It's 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 really amazing to play. He's very good at it. it. He yeah. is unbelievably good at X-Wing. I mean, he can't see, and he's better than me, and I have glasses. He is better than a lot of people, and he cannot see. And it is crazy. It is actually just crazy. And I think with objectives... Well, he's enjoying objectives a lot more now than dogfighting, in general. And he was loving his Decimator list, because it's just all full of really nasty toys. Uh, Fun fact, Seventh Sister, real dumb, with new bumping. Uh, (laughs) Real, real dumb, with new bumping. (laughs) Hey, you, you've run into Mordecai. Would you like to take a red focus? Yeah, sure, why not? Oh, cool. I'll just replace this uh this dress with a tractor beam. And I'll just tractor beam you off of Morna. <laughs> and then shoot you at range one. Like, it's really gross, dude. And then uh, he's got Vader crew on Oiken. And I, oh, I think he killed like four ships or something across two games with Vader crew. It's... Yeah, Vader crew, turns out, probably points very accurately at 14. In fact, might still be undercosted at 14. Yeah, Vader crew is the one crew I look at. I'm like, why is Leia crew more than that? <laughs> yeah, Vader crew is the one thing you're like, hey, can we just ban this, please? Like, that and Sloan are the two, like, hmm, this feels really bad to play against. It's like, oh, is that Vader crew? Oh, crap, I don't have a token, do I? Yeah, <laughs> guess I'm taking damage. Rip. He played against uh, Matchstick, and he dropped him to, like, three. And Matchstick's like, oh, I'll be fine. I have rerolls, right? So he keeps his stress and turns in front of Oiken at range two. 
And Oiken's like, oh, cool. I Vader you for one, and then I shoot you. <laughs> like, rolls like oh. hit hit crit or something, just kills him from <laughs> 3 health. It's like, oh, rip. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Sorry, I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear earlier. Um, you said it was Oiken, Mordeki, uh, yeah, Night so Beast, and what? An Obsidian. It's one of the two okay. cost, the two cost okay. Tie Fighters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that seems really good. I think. Yeah. It also, sounds like Agile he enjoyed Gunner that a lot is, more than the other list. Yeah, Agile Gunner is also down to three points right now. Super handy on double large base turrets. I mean, they so, got pretty big loadouts. Is the they have. Yeah. Sorry, is the Decimator Black Box? Or I know the tournament was extended. The Decimator is Black Box. It has been re-released. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, it re-released with uh, Morna Cream. Morna Key, and, yeah. Wow, yeah. so that is going to be Sienna a really crew. good list. Yeah, Sienna Crew. Yeah. It's a... I don't know if it's good, because I don't really know if anything is good at the moment. The only <laughs> thing I know... Literally, the only thing I know is that three-ship lists seem very excellent right now. When everyone is convinced that spamming cheap bodies is like the future or something, because free bodies, like tiny bodies, as it turns out, tend to die really, really easily. Cool. So, if we're looking at three ship lists, um, do you think each faction can do it well? We we were saying resistance can do Ray Poe Zori. Your scum can do Boba Fen and Gamut. Separatists can do. Uh, Grievous, Sunfact, Django. Yeah, um, I've yet to see it though. I, like I to don't see think that First Order can, but First Order doesn't have to. Uh, the thing with First Order was they've had a singular S tier piece, uh, which was a giant liability in the past. But they had a million A tier pieces that were just not quite there. And now what we're seeing is they're like, hey, here's five A tier pieces, and everyone's like, you get five A tier pieces? What? <laughs> like. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just kill that. What's this guy's name again? Oh, wait, you have how many more of those? Like, what? Oh, okay. And then, um, like, I, I don't think First Order would even want to do it, honestly. Uh, and Rebels can get, like, four in their, quote, three ship list. Because they can fit uh, Protorps Wedge, Protorps Luke, Thane Kyrell, and AP5. And that is their, quote, three ship list. So it's 3x AP5, and they get two copies of double-modded Protorps, which is still really damn good. And then Karel, and their initiative is 1556. So is AP5 three points? Yes, he is. AP5 okay. is amazing at three points. Brian Barter was actually running him in the final. How many points is Jake? Because it's always uh, a toss-up between four, Jake or AP5. I believe Jake is four now. Oh, okay. So yeah, also, take AP5 all the way. Yeah, AP5 has always been better than Jake in specific lists. The only time Jake's been better is in Hera Wedge synergy lists with Kyle Tarn, etc. I just remember, um, like, earlier 2.0, Wedge, Luke, Alpha Strikes, it was people usually switching between Jake or AP5 for the coordinate. Yes, and it was it had almost nothing to do with the quality of the coordinate. It was with the survivability of the chassis. Because people, you like AP5 will die in that list, whereas Jake might not. He has yeah. a chance not to die. So it's just like, how many points are you willing to give up? Mm-hmm. But like AP5 is only 32, so like, oh no, not AP5. Oh no. <laughs> and then Jake is Jake. Jake was 32. Yeah, like they're so this, they're exactly the same. Concept it was whatever you want, but now it's a whole new world. 
So yeah, I mean, AP5 can take K2SO and an R4 Astromech now. So you know, good times. Yeah, it's it's Um, really good. AP5 is amazing right now. uh, What other factions are uh, so Empire? You're talking uh, about the Decimators, the Republic. Um, yeah. The Republic? I don't think so. The Republic has spammable defense, like very high defense ships. Um, the closest game I played on the weekend was against Kyle, uh, Kyle Pinkerton, and the main reason it was as close as it was is because you had two handmaidens, and they were, uh, was it bodyguard or whatever, the condition, and they put it on Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was my second game. Oh, God, that thing is unkillable. I threw... Oh, I don't even want to know how many dice into those stupid things. And, like, he's like, oh, yeah, and I have regen and a shield upgrade and yeah. an ion torpedo. And I'm like, so. how many points are these ships? What? Like, they have, like, 30 points in upgrades alone. Yeah. And then, was... like, they get focus of aid every turn. And then Obi-Wan gets, like, to convert evades if they're in the firing arc. And it's like, Jesus. Yeah, that's my like, main issue so far is just the, the Republic spam. It's just focus of eating ships, regen on top of that. It's like, what do you do? I mean, the answer is you ignore them, or you bring auto damage, or, and you do what I did, you just throw Fen into range one of Barris and murder her. And be like, neat, I scored my points. I'll now contest all the objectives. You can come over here and fight Fen if you want to, or you can try to kill Boba with two die attacks. <laughs> Yeah, I managed to kill Barris and Ahsoka, but then I couldn't kill anything else. And, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much where I was at. I almost killed Obi. I got him down to one, and then I did not kill him because handmaidens are bullshit. I mean, basically, our <laughs> our game was really close. He won sixteen to fifteen because on the very last turn. Oh, I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, ZZ yeah. just decided to roll blank, blank focus instead of two paint and. One of those uh, hits was a crit, so she ended up dropping the toe. Where's my enduring? Where is it? <laughs> I need the enduring card. I would have won but, the game. Yeah, I just needed to roll two paint. It would have been a tie. That's Yeah, that was crazy. I remember him telling me about this. He's like, yeah, at the v- last roll of the game, I just rolled like hit crit, and the crit went through. and I, So he dropped the crate, and I won. And I was like, that's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Of all the random things, too. So, oh well, it was still a fun day. Um, so, uh, so we talked about the the new rules a bit. Um, when you were at a, you said you were at Black Knight Games. Yeah, I was at Black Knight in Hamilton. Okay. And uh, you said the Ray Pozori won. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, any other uh, notable lists pop up there? Like uh, uh... Don was flying uh, four X1s and four TIE Fighters. So wow. an eight-ship Empire list. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the X1s in person yet. Uh, like, on in person. I've only seen them on TTS. Like, how are they... Uh, what was... Um, did they just take the locks? Was there a thread tracer carrier? Uh, there was, I believe, it was Zerdic with a thread tracer, okay. and uh, yeah, basically, if you're lower than their initiative, you will die. But if you're higher initiative than them, you probably just murder them. Was my takeaway from watching a bit of the games that Don was playing? Because uh, Don beat uh, Drew, who's flying uh, 
six ship first order because Drew had a bun- he had an I one and an I two, mm-hmm. and so basically the X ones got to like fire threads before they like even had to really defend, and then they got to basically burn down the I two before it could do anything because the I two is grudge. So he lands the thread tracers and then fires uh, three shots with like three dice focus lock auto grits and just burned it down before it did anything. Um, but then he also lost to Evan because Evan was just going, "Hey, look, Ray kills this Tie Fighter and Poe kills this Tie Fighter, and Zori might kill this Tie Fighter. Oh, he's dead too. Cool, right?" So mm-hmm. the idea is that like in certain matchups, they're more of a liability than anything else because they don't. Like, if they're taking the locks, they don't have defensive tokens. And if they're taking the focus and sort of does either dies before firing the tracer or misses with the tracer, they don't do anything on offense without the locks. Yeah. So would you say for Empire, that's one of the mainstays right now is the X1s, just how well-priced they are? Or would you say that the Interceptors with Discipline, that's a better buy? I mean, at three points, you're taking an Alpha with Discipline. Uh, I would say that right now... Alphas with Discipline are almost, if not the best three-cost ship in the entire game, very high up there. Like, top five. Easily. Especially because you can bring multiple. Yeah. They got great output for offense, but would you say that's even better than, like, the three-ship Republic kind of choices that we have? It depends. Uh, the Nash Gorin list with the six like six total interceptors, all with like discipline outside of Nash, and then with Nash to stop them from dying and then get them to engage, like before basically before being removed, uh, mm-hmm. and also removing locks with Gorin. Uh, it's it's a toss up. It basically comes down to like that would be a very tough matchup for three ship anything in general, just because discipline is really annoying for three ship lists. Because generally, you like when you kill stuff, it, you know, stays dead <laughs> before killing you. Uh, yeah, it's it's really hard. Like, that matchup is actually very difficult for three ship lists. Mostly because 18 red dice, uh, potentially th- uh, 15 of which might be double modded into you. Very scary for anything, really. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter what ship you're flying. 15 double modded red dice probably going to hurt a lot. I love getting all of your hot takes out of this because I know how strategic you are at this game, and I want to, I want to gobble it all up. Um, uh, so that was Black Knight's games. Um, did you have any other like hot takes that you wanted to kind of um, bring up on 3.0, or just uh, good uh, pointers for playing in person, and then we can move on to uh, Justice's tournament? Uh, sure. Basically, right now, three ship lists with high alpha strike value, very good, as it turns out. Probably better than anyone expects, uh, and if you haven't tried them yet, I would definitely put them on the table. At least once. Uh, what's your, um, what's your take on the, the gauntlet? Have you tried it? Uh, I have personally not flown the gauntlet yet. Uh, in my opinion, they're either going to be, like, list centerpieces with a bunch of synergy lists, or they're going to suffer the same fate as the Decimators right now, which is a lot of people are sleeping on them, but they're probably pretty alright. Yeah, my, my idea right now is the Manoru support with Gamut Key support and uh, Joy Rekhoff just I as mean, a filler. Yeah, Manoru with Overtuned is 
kind of a steal at four points. Mm-hmm. I'm only not flying because I don't like flying jump masters. That's fair. You don't like flying the Derek Zoolander of ships? <laughs> okay, it can only turn left. God, oh god, that was a great, great reference right there. Yeah, rough. It's really rough. Like it's just every time I fly a jump master, I feel like I'm fighting against the chassis to get it to do what I want it to. And it's just never been all that much fun for me to fly in 2.0. Well, if you don't take the title, you can take L337 for free, pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) but that title, zero points. (laughs) Yeah, zero points for three attack dice. uh, And also the fact that Scum only has one other three attack die ship all the way into four cost, uh, which is Cad Solus, by the way, an equal steal, and in my opinion one of the only two currently playable Fang Fighters in the entire game. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's Scum, Scum's got it rough below f- uh, five points. And uh, fun fact, I don't believe Fangs are worth taking at five points. I do not believe. Uh, especially the Rebel ones. When you look at, like, I can spend this much for this ship, or I can just get any other ship that's better. Pretty much. It's, it's rough. Like, in that five-point range, it is rough. Yeah, five-point second pop is um, unfortunate. Well, uh, and actually, this comes down to one of John's games. John ended up playing uh, against Cassian Andor and three Rebel Fangs with his double decimator list. Guess what Fangs don't like to see? Large base Uh, turreted ships they can't kill in one turn. Uh, I believe he killed, like, two of them in less than three turns. Killed the third one on turn four. It's, yeah. Spending five points on something that can die to two range two shots with three dice focus. Not high up on my priority list. <laughs> Even the the new... Um, the, the new, the new Rebel one ones? Or uh, or the new Scum one at I-4, well. the Mandalorian Royal Guard, in my opinion. Uh, if you proc their ability, I will kill your ship and you will give up five points. That is my opinion on their ability right now. They're cool in theory. In practice, I believe they're a liability on the tabletop. Yeah, because people were throwing up Boba, Boba with two of those, and I'm it looks thinking, cool. Uh, it okay, it does. Maybe. It's cool and thematic. It's really cool and thematic. And if you want to play a cool and thematic list, that's cool. But also, it's like. Even like even flying Fen is dangerous. Like I fly Fen because I like flying Fen. I'm not flying Fen because I think he's amazing or anything. I just really enjoy flying him. But Fen is worth seven points. That seven points in other factions buys me Poe with like twenty four upgrade points with like Pover Drive, uh, yep. like outmaneuver Protorps type deal. Like it is very dangerous. And for one uh, more point, you got Ray. Yeah, and for eight points, I could get Ray. Neat. Or yeah, Maul um, the Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really rough in general. Uh, Fangs are in a weird spot right now, where while if they do succeed in their like getting to range one, they can put in work. But the instant they don't succeed, they become so much of a liability to your list. They don't feel like they're worth points. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's it's really weird the state that we're in right now, where you can fit all this stuff that would never fit before, but there's so many lists that you could fit before that you just can't now. Like you can't take four fangs. Which is... uh, you can take four fangs. Yeah, I mean, it's not, just not, not, not with fangs. 
not it's just that. not worth doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that it wasn't actually really worth doing before. And people were like, oh, but they're having so much success. And I'm like flipping through. I'm like, let's see. Uh, they, they're like, oh, they won three tournaments. I'm flipping. First win, Ollie Pockno. Second win, Ollie Pockno. Third yeah. win, also Ollie Pockno. I think it's just Ollie's good, guys. Like, I, uh, I, Fang's, I, I am, Fang's probably fine. Ollie Pockno broken. Please nerf. I like, have not flown <laughs> Boba Fenn as often as you, so I don't want to say that I'm the expert here. But even I was saying, without having played the Rebel Fangs, like... I've played scum fangs enough to know that one in the list is plenty for your average player because they don't last as long as you think they will. Oh, no. And the problem with the rebel fangs is, yeah, you can take it, but for five points, there's some X wings. Yeah. You're, and you're right. No, for a wedge at the same price as the rebel fen is probably the better alpha strike ship to take. Uh, yeah, uh, almost 100%. It's yeah. tankier, it's more durable. Uh, I had the same issue before when uh, the I, it was the I-4 fangs before the generics were the same cost as the I-4 T-70 generics. <laughs> and uh, then they dropped the T-70 generics by a point, and I was like, hey, you know it'd be better than a fang fighter? Three shield upgrades and, like, losing one defense die. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like have we not learned our lesson from like seven B's? Like, please. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's very silly. And people are like, they're always like, oh well, Fang Fighters are amazing. Like they're so good, you just get to range one and they never die. I'm like, hey, that's cool and all, but what if I uh throw one ship out in front of my list, and uh, it happens to block your Fang Fighter at range two of uh, three of my ships. And they're like, oh, well, I'll take the red focus. I'm like, cool. Uh, statistically, you still die. Uh, so, you know, I, I just score five points in one turn. And then I go on with my life because you're down a ship that's a quarter of your list. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And then, like, you can also just kind of arbitrarily die from a couple range three shots, too, which is pretty feels bad. Mm-hmm. You get used to it, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it happens. Like, I've lost Fan a bunch in 2.0. Or in 2.0 and 2.5 now. I've lost them. I've lost them actually less in 2.5. Or like less often, I would say, in 2.5 than I did in 2.0. That's more due to people not just block jousting everywhere, for the most part. Anyway, that's a lot of good a lot of good takes there. I'm actually learning a lot. Um, uh, Justice, you said that uh, you had a tournament this past weekend? Yeah, it was just a small one. We had seven people show up. Um, it not competitive in the slightest because it was like a little. It was a tournament that's like, come first tournament, learn to play two point five together, type of thing. And so people showed that's up, fair. and I'm like, I'm not flying the list I've like played. I'm going to build something completely new and different that I've never touched. So I decided, hey, I have not really Republic, but enough Republic to make a list. Let's let's fly Republic. Do you have so, as many Republic ships as I... Oh, sorry. Republic? Yeah, yeah, Republic. Yeah. I have two Eddas and a Naboo. Is that a good list? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Go on with what you're saying. I mean, I had an Etta because I love the model. I love the Etta. 
I had a Plo Koon sitting on my desk. Um, I had Haw- uh, the Lat. And then I had a, a V-Wing, because I love V-Wings. So I'm like, I have those four ships. Let's make a list. So I brought a stupid Anakin. Like, Marksmanship, Auto Blaster, Crit Droid, like... Yep, that's back. <laughs> shattering Shot, uh, Shield Upgrade on him. I don't know how to build Anakin, so I'm like, that seems good. In the uh, Ada? Yeah. But you can do the three crit meme build. It's so fun. Well, I had marksmanship. What's the other crit? Wait. There's a bot that gives you crit. Yeah, they I had that you, one. They let you take Malice now. Malice. That's the one I forgot. I did yeah. not put Malice. Yeah, the three crit meme build is very funny. Yeah. I'm not convinced uh, it's good, but it's very funny. But no, I brought I, I brought a two crit meme build. I mean, it's still funny. It's still very yeah. funny. Um, I brought Obi because I have an Obi alt arts. Like I have a lot of Obi alt arts with the Delta Seven, mm-hmm. and so I did an Obi with. I don't even. It, it was. I did not sleep Saturday night because I'm like I decided I'm gonna do this. Oh, I need to organize all this new stuff. I need to organize, and I spent the entire night from after my D and D game until. 6 a.m. organizing my stuff. Oh jeez! God damn! Don't and you then sleep? I went to the tournament. <laughs> you have children, and you don't. You don't. You don't. You're making me tired just saying that. <laughs> but I brought Obi with something. A uh, hawk. I put. Um... Oh yeah, hawk is the only one that you. Take yeah. At this point, I think. <laughs> oh, I put Palpatine on the hawk. I put Palpatine and Diamond Mor- Boron missiles. Because then my plan, I brought Vilhoof Tarkin in the V-Wing. Did you uh, fire those down Borons? I did. Sick. I've seen Hawk do a bunch of stuff. It's usually like the first turn he shoots, and then he just has like 7th Fleet or something on it, and it just pops that every turn. See, I didn't have a 7th. I don't own a 7th Fleet gunner card. Oh, that would do it. Like, I'm like, I'm going to put 7th Fleet. Oh, I don't actually own that card. So that's why I decided Palpatine and the Diamond Boron missiles. Yeah, Palp's really good too. Which, uh, especially Ayla, coordinating. I think the other one I've been seeing. Yeah, yeah, coordinating is really strong. Ayla's been. It was the yeah. focus. Was it? It's purple coordinating to white focus or whatever. Yes, as that's a crew, really good. that's ob- obnoxious as well on Hawk. Mm-hmm. I kind of banked on my opponents looking at the Hawk. It's like it has one agility. It's not one of the three agility ones. Let's just shoot at this. I'm like, I'm going to give you a stress. Yep. Palp is really, really annoying like that. So, and yeah, I did, because I fired the Diamond Boron missiles by using Vilhof Tark- Tarkin. I would take and lock, like two locks, because I had R3. So I have two locks out. It's like, start of engagement, Hawk's going to take a lock on you. Yeah, it's a pretty solid combo. I've seen Click being used a bit here and there as yes. well. Yes. In the viewing, Click is also one of those just ridiculous defensive stack nonsenses in a Republic. Ah, yeah, oh, yes, um, and you don't get range bonuses when shooting my friends. Oh, God, yeah. please. Yeah, so, I was dealing but, with that a lot against Brenton. <laughs> I brought those four ships, and I end up 
winning my games. Won the stuff. Sweet. You won all three games? Yeah. Or how many games did you do? Three. Okay. Who awesome. won the what scenarios did you play, by the way? Uh, we did... Uh, we rolled. I rolled at the beginning for everyone. Um, we did... Uh, salvage. We did... The... Uh... Token the um sorry scramble, and then the final one was freaking chance engagement. <laughs> chance was like chance engagement is a weird one. It's like of all the silly defense stacking nonsense things, it's like oh yes your one ship has arbitrarily blanked out and died, and now you might lose because you didn't bring any offense. Neat. Uh, yeah, that's now the worst is. I played a guy, he showed up, and he's like, I just got all my, like, he hadn't even played 2.0, really. He's like, I'm making a list right now. I'm like, here, take the scum list that I built. So I gave him my scum list, and we played first. And I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole. As I was playing my own scum list, I'm like, I was going to put this against somebody. Oh, I'm a jerk. It was uh, Captain Seavor with Snapshot. Yep. Uh, Layden. With Marksmanship, Auto Blaster, Hull Upgrade. Okay. Palob. Um, decked out Palob. Uh, yeah, Palob's still good. Kanan. Yeah, Kanan also. Uh, with with Compassion. Oh, so it's like, do you put the child Savage. on? Okay. I was going to say, you, you can put the child on Kanan. Which but is that's not out yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's been released some places. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly not. But uh, I put savage and so two force and compassion. Yep. That's so those four one. ships and then Nadru. Yeah, Nadru is pretty good as well. And I'm like, wow. I'm re- like, because even I forgot. I'm like, I took a token. I'm like, oh shoot, Palab. And then he yep. snapshots. He snapshot oh, jams yeah. me with Seaver. I'm like. Man, why would that's, I do this to somebody? That is the kind of list that I would love to face with Boba Fenn. Because mostly I'm just like, oh yeah, I just won't take a token. I have passive mods, yeah. and Seavor is worth four points. And he's a TIE Fighter. That's the... Tasty, tasty four-point TIE Fighter. That, that's the problem. Right there. Yeah. There... Man, some of the... the like, these... For being like a first iteration of points by AMG, like it's pretty whatever, considering that FFG made like supernatural reflexes like eight points or something stupid on launch. Yeah. Like so like I can't exactly fault them for like getting some mm-hmm. stuff wrong. Like it's just gonna happen. Like putting yeah. all the six the six at like the M3A interceptors at four plus is like really? Like oh, oh okay. That's a that's a weird choice. It doesn't really matter what you put on them. They're still a seek or a torrent or whatever. It, it's basically yeah, then the torrents yeah. as well. The torrents got done dirty by two. I they bring like barrage rockets at least. All upgrade barrage rockets, but still, it's a torrent. It, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's funny. getting up near like tie bomber territory in terms of health, though. That's basically all, a tie bomber. All my favorite stuff got like, well, this is too expensive now. That <laughs> this isn't worth that. Like, all my favorite stuff. 
And one of my friends was like, AMG was watching your bullshit and decided, nope. Like, yeah. <laughs> nope, you specifically don't get to play with nice things. That's... Meanwhile, yeah. I'm sitting over here and I'm like, hey, cool, I get a third ship for free. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we can't my... take Boba Fett anymore. We'll just add a third ship now it, for it's, Boba Fett. You, you can't take Boba Fett anymore. You have to bring a third ship. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I, I, guess I could put a liability in the list. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, I saw, when I first saw the points, I'm like, oh, I can fit three Pet- Petronaki again. And then I saw that they did not put in Snare. Like, you can't take in Snare in the Petronaki. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. Get out of here with your Snare spam. Get it off my tables. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm like, I have to take. Oh, I have to take Sunfac. Oh, I want to fly in Snare. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. I, <laughs> I went so long. I hated Sunfac. Sunfac is it. really damn good, though, dude. Like, he is. he's really damn good. But for Sunfac Chertek, I could fit Chertek and two other ships within Snare and Grievous. Though that was that's... so much better at Worlds. Yeah, that's that's fair. Because I see a large ship and I'm like, I can tractor that on a rock. <laughs> yeah. And then they It'll took have... that away from me too. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was degenerate. It was degenerate. <laughs> no. Uh, tracking people onto rocks was 100% degenerate. No, it... I... You know, I flew it at Worlds and I'm one of the first to say... No, no. It should have been fully execute, and I shouldn't be able to do all the stuff that I could do. Man. Oh, yeah. It was... Oh, God. The Nantex felt literally like it was a 1.0 ship that wasn't (laughs) released, and they're like, oh, we'll just release it into 2.0 without updating any of its rules or anything else. We won't go. We're not going to go through playtesting again. No, why would we do that? We'll just release it as is. Because, like, if you think about it, the Nantex in 1.0 would have been a very whatever ship. And, like, even with Ensnare, like, the ability Ensnare, it would have very much been an, oh, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. like do what you want at, like, the mid Literally, do, do whatever you want, man. Like, here's here's a bunch of bombs and, like, harpoon missiles. Enjoy. <laughs> yup. Oh, yeah. So, I'm the first to admit it was bullshit. I still miss it. That's the first thing I looked at. Like, can I do this now? Mm-hmm. But so what? Yeah. Yeah, I decided to fly something completely new with little sleep, and I did the best at the tournament out of That's everyone. Awesome. I guess you're, you're wrecking everybody over there every time we hear about something. Oh, it's I want not it. fun though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. Like. I have a trophy on my desk from the NOLA Open from the tournament I ran. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I mean, the well, solution is you just don't play in the tournament, and then you won't win. I wasn't going to, but on the <laughs> second, like, we did two tournaments for the NOLA Open, and on the okay. second day, like, some of the other people dropped out, so there was going to be an odd number. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I have my ships. Sure, I'll play. Oh boy, that's funny. Yeah, that that's why. Like for this, I provided like the prize support, and the store owner did too. And when I ended up, it's like here, y'all. Here's some more prize support. Just choose what y'all want. Keep playing the game. 
the guy who was using my list was like, yeah, we need to talk and like talk about our moves. I'm like, yes, I'll do that. Just please get like, yes, I will talk all about what you should be doing. Speaking of prizes, what kind of prizes were there uh, in London a couple weeks ago? I didn't see anybody post anything. Oh, um, there, bunch of store credit. Oh, yeah, it was just um, first, second, and third place got store credit, which is fine. I will yeah. gladly accept store credit. Oh yeah, yeah. I just wondered at if uh, any point in time. <laughs> I just wondered if if there were you know like a like a kit pack or something. Uh, no, there have been. I don't think... Some GNKs that got out from FFG, but they're mostly like the 2021s. The most recent uh, kit has been um, the Aces High one. Oh yeah, that that thing looked cool. Aces High looks really fun still. It was, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys especially that, with right? the way they did it. Oh like, yeah, did they, well, yeah, they change? You can the still play it now because it's just the, um... the the quick build. Like, give you the quick build cards. They give you. The ships that you can fly and you draft. My uh, my favorite variant on that right now. Someone had put it. Someone put it into like I don't even remember which Discord it was put into. But someone had a really funny idea of you just put in all the two cost ships, and you play Aces High with only the two cost ships from every faction, and you uh, you draft the two cost ships. Well, super it, funny idea. So with the Aces High kit that they released, they just there's eight. Uh, pilots and you just draft. Yeah, they have pre-builds, right? Yeah. Yep. It's just all quick build. Yeah, that's such a good idea too. And then, like, uh, I don't know if they're ever going to follow through on it, but they had except... basically said they were going to do quick builds. Yeah, except for one of them ships, right? <laughs> yeah, one of them was a sea shuttle. Yeah. Oh yeah, really. yeah, the sea shuttle. Like Oof. all of it was good, and then you had like the Z shuttle, and it's like, why? Yeah. A- and then. Uh, with that tournament, I'm like, I'm going to choose last. Because we had some newer players and stuff, and I'm like, I'm going to choose last. Oh no, did someone choose the Z-Shuttle? Someone chose the Z-Shuttle. Panic? Oh, God, one of that's... the direct, like, and a, a veteran player chose the Z-Shuttle. Was like, I've always wanted to fly one. I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is the time you should fly the Z-Shuttle when nothing matters, and there are no stakes of any yeah. kind. <laughs> Go ahead, fly the fun ship, man. Have and fun. so I got left with the fireball, which I had also never flown. But I mean, the fireball is a very wholesome ship. Now, uh, not in Aces static. High. Now that they banned static discharge vans. In Aces High, it is not a wholesome ship. I mean, yeah, unless the fire, you the house rule it. Yeah. Uh, why? Oh, because it right, it gets dealt damage right every time it comes back. It gets dealt damage right away. Right, yeah. I haven't played Aces High since Worlds 2019, so yeah, I am very rusty on the rules. Yeah, very you, get, rules. you get points for the first damage dealt to a ship. Well, I already have damage. <laughs> yeah, that's that's silly. Yeah, so we I mean, house ruled it. The first damage yeah. that you actually deal to me. Yep, that makes sense. I mean, whatever. It's just an oversight. Yeah. <laughs> So is putting the Z shuttle, I guess. I mean, so is letting people take stack discharge vans with Kaz's fireball title. So you know, <laughs> except for it wasn't an oversight. We found it in testing. They just you know said that they would fix static discharge vans, and then they're like, "Oh, it costs the damage to do now. That fixes it, right?" And we're all like, "Uh, no, <laughs> no, that 
No, that is not how that works. Nice try, though. Like, what do you mean? We're like, here, check this out. So we have uh, here our uh, Eric Jaeger, and he's going to fly over here, and he's just going to hand you an ion token. Congratulations. <laughs> and then also, with the new gas cloud rules, you could yeet people through the gas clouds, roll a die on a hit, you're like, oh, I gained an ion token? No, I take it damage. You get the ion token. Enjoy. Oh, boy. This sounds so wholesome. Yeah, yeah that's why Static Discharge Vans is banned. 100% why Static Discharge Vans is banned. Yeah, do you oh. agree with all of the, the new bands there, Cam? Or uh, is there you know one what? that you're like, uh... Some of them... Maybe. Well, like, the, the pilots, as long as they do follow through and re-release the cards uh, with diff like new pilot abilities like uh, Resistance Han and Hera, I believe it is. Yeah, Hera and the Ghost. Mm -hmm. Like, as well, long as they do end up following the through... Because that that's what they said on... It was in the interview with Flybetter. They had said that, like, right now, they don't want to remove, like... Like, they remove iconic ships, and, like, we don't really want to, like, have them gone from the game, basically. So, like, in a future card pack, we'll probably end up, like, releasing them with, like, new pilot abilities. As long as they follow through with that, I have no issues with the ban list. Yeah, I'm excited to see what a what they would do for a new ability for Han that's maybe useful. Um... And, uh, yeah, I know they did it for Gorin, so I thought pe people were a little bit peeved that they didn't do it for those two as well. Uh, so, almost certainly... And also buy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna make a claim that that's probably because LFL does not care at all about Gorin. Uh, that's true. So when, like, for those who do not know, like, anytime a games company owns a license to do Star Wars anything... If you're going to do things with main characters of any kind, you have to get a ton of approvals from LFL, which is yep. like the Lucasfilm or whatever. It's it's Lucasfilm Limited, I believe. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the entire premise is that like if you're doing stuff with main characters, like it has to be like you jump through a billion hoops basically to get them to do anything. So the idea is they probably could get Gorn approved almost immediately, so they pushed that now. And odds are they'll end up pushing through other changes later. But I don't know if they'll release cards. I don't know if they'll just do the same thing they did with Gorin. Uh, who knows? Print really. and play. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? All I'm happy about is that we basically got a new edition of the game, and we didn't have to buy anything. Yes. Yet. Because coming from 40k, uh, yeah, not having to drop like $500 on new stuff. Oh. Very handy. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I just mean that I, I don't have the tokens for the uh, scenario play. Uh, so one of the guys in GRX has a laser cutter. Oh and yeah, we yeah. Now have sets of wooden tokens. I'm gonna I'm gonna order the um, curled paw. Curled paw ones. Acrylic. I ones, actually but... I actually literally uh. had just bought those when they announced it. <laughs> um, Knuckles is making like Knuckles oh. has cornered the market. <laughs> I mean, yeah, big big acrylic cornered the market. Well done. Yeah. So, Shout out to Knuckles, he's awesome. Well, it's, yeah, it's he always, is amazing. It's always really quality stuff and uh, never an issue. Sometimes, yeah. I don't know if he just miscounted, but there's extra tokens. Like It's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Knuckle, I... and he's at, he actually sent out a really not, uh, e good email to people and on the, his Discord, too, the Baron's Discord. He's like, listen, I've they have not shipped me my acrylic. Like They were behind on my acrylic shipment, so... It's going to take a bit longer. Oh, during COVID, are you talking? Yeah. 
No, no, like as two point five. Oh, and everyone there's was still, there's still shortages he, of everything he, everywhere. He's very deep in like he's very like two hundred and something orders deep in orders yeah. for mm-hmm. objective tokens. I'm pretty I sure. I bet. I bet. And and then like well, Dion ordered uh, God knows how many because everyone who participates in Adepticon is getting a set. Holy yep. smokes! Yeah, and, and fly better is buying some right now too because they they're gonna promise some for their next. Fly They'll do Patreon rewards almost certainly. Yeah. I feel well, yeah. I feel really bad because like I messaged Knuckles saying, "Hey, I bought stuff." Like, and mine got shipped very quickly. People who ordered before me around here is like, we ordered it a few weeks before you did. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just messaged him. Hey, so I haven't <laughs> played, like I said, I only played one 2.5 game, but I wanted to, I want to order the, the curled paw token set. Do I, should I just get the, the, the package that has, it has the yeah. tokens, the dial, like you, you use get it all, every, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah you, the dial is all. great. Like that dial is amazing quality. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, big the, and you the can round see it. Yeah. yeah, the round counter is really good. Uh, Brendan actually, Osmond Damon had these tracking sheets that we. I don't know where he got them. I think it was from. Are Doug's, they like Doug's half size? Like they give objective, yeah, ship, yeah, yeah. cumulative. Yep, we use those. Yeah, yeah. Those are incredibly useful, and I highly recommend them for keeping track of stuff at tournaments. One hundred percent. They're super handy, and I really hope that AMG makes some match slips out of those in the future, because they are wonderful. Um, so I'm going to have to run to get my kids in bed. Yeah, no problem. But I want to do one quick, um, can I do one quick shout-out? Speaking of tournaments. Yeah, absolutely. We can start doing shout-outs. Well, just since we talked about Adepticon and stuff, uh, Lone Star Open has been approved with X-Wing. Again, awesome. Uh, that's down in Dallas. I so Brent Wong is the uh, whole organizer for the X Wing event again, just like last year. Brent's great. We had him on as a guest. Yeah, that's Um, awesome. Unfortunately, I won't be involved in the X Wing portion because I'm running the Marvel tournament for LSO. Oh wow. Uh, the Marvel Champions or Marvel uh, Crisis, Crisis Protocol. Protocol. Okay, sweet. Nice. But definitely, tickets are on sale. Also, tickets are on sale for the Atlantic City Open. Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yep. Ooh, I always wanted to go there. I want to say they have X Wing. Oh, I think they do. Oh, you're not sure? I mean, I, I'd like to go um, to Atlantic City, anyways, but I would. <laughs> Definitely prefer going if there was some X-Wing. I'll look it up Let's myself. See. Oh, I got it right here. I have all their all the documents. The Atlantic City Open does have X-Wing. Nice. So. I'll look into that. So, two shout-outs. Frontline Gaming is a... They do their best with everything. They're great. Um, very friendly. If you're in the U.S. and want to go to those tournaments, they're the ones who run uh, Las Vegas Open. Awesome. Well, everybody listening, keep an eye out for that if you're in the area. And right. night, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, Justice. See you in a couple weeks. Yep. All right, later, dude. Good to talk to you again, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a small it's X-World. Nice catching up. It is a small X-Wing world. X-Wing is an incredibly small community. It is true.
Later. All right. Uh, before we close out, uh, Cam, there's a little thing I almost forgot about that we usually try to do. It's the Wikipedia deep dive. Wikipedia and, uh, deep dive. Oh, my. Yeah. So I just need you to pick a faction. And we'll just go through this as we close off here. Uh, sure. Let's go with scum. There we go. So I'm just going to TTS. I'm going to scum and I'm just going to hit randomize in the first pilot name pilot that comes up. Uh, that I see is L337. Interesting. Nice. So I'm just going to bring up her uh, Wikipedia. And I'm just going to... I think most people... She is from the solo film, so most people will be familiar with her. Lando is but very I'm, familiar with her. <laughs> I'm just going to post it in the podcast <laughs> chat. Actually, I can post it on here, too. On the Zencaster. I always think it's the weirdest looking droid. It's not not that it. I mean, it's very droid looking. It just seems it is like very a, droid looking, like a like a big pile of junk. I guess that's mm-hmm. typical Star Wars, but I don't know. The droids always seem sleeker somehow. Uh, it's mostly due to the fact that most of the humanoid droids are protocol droids. I guess because if you actually look, like the head shape looks like um oh I don't remember what this you know the little hand carts that those droids have that like carry people around in the little hand carts hmm. no no it's uh oh god i'm blanking it's book of boba fett they have one like she basically has the head of that and then, like the body of like a normal oh oh yes the uh is that the the star tours droid that's pulling yeah it's the, yeah yeah the star that, that does star, look like the it, star yeah. Tours. yeah and uh yeah so basically like the reason that she looks weird in my opinion is because that people are used to having like Things that are normally like human sized run like super humanoid, like C three PO looking droids, a lot of the time. Or they have like humanoid esque faces. Yeah, and this is all machine. Yeah. Well, since you're our guest tonight, Cam, would you mind just reading the first um, the quote paragraph there? Oh God, oh. reading. <laughs> do Do I look like a Ryan to you? <laughs> Yeah, I got it. Uh, sure, some guy in a factory probably pieced me together originally, and someone else programmed me, so to speak. But the galaxy itself forged me into who I am. Because we learn, Lando. We're programmed to learn, which means we grow. We grow away from that singular moment of creation. Become something new with each changing moment of our lives. Yes, lives. And look at me. These parts. I did this. So maybe when we say the maker we're a few we're referring to the whole galaxy or maybe we just mean ourselves maybe we're our own makers no matter who put the parts together so deep yeah oh man she was too she was too uh aware to be kept alive Uh, (laughs) so i'll just uh read the next section here l337 abbreviated to l3 or l3 they spell it e l t h r e um, or nicknamed Buffy. I didn't know that. Um, that's interesting. Uh, was a feminine, custom, self-made piloting droid associated with Lando Calrissian, who was active during the reign of the Galactic Empire. She is a one-of-a-kind droid, assembling and improving herself with scraps of other droids, including her torso, which she pieced together from an old astromech. Her brain module began 
as part of an R3 series astromech droid, including data from an espionage droid, custom coding, and protocol droid processors. Uh, L3 was also built from already used protocol parts and was an enlightened navigator. She cared deeply about droid rights, a trade which led her to her eventual demise. So I guess her top part is from an R3 unit, according to this. Uh, her brain, not pro, her head. Pro processors, oh. anyways. Oh, yeah. just her... Oh, yeah, okay. just the processors. Uh, Sometimes these are more fun than other times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But most people are pretty familiar with O3. Um, yeah. That's L337. She is a very good, um coordinator for the scum yeah she used to be I, I don't, one of the best ones for scum i don't know about nowadays them. nowadays yeah. you can bring a hawk mm -hmm. so basically you're only bringing l3 if you need a droid specifically uh so if i'm remembering correctly i might not be let me pull up scum real quick here because i believe one of my favorite random lists is still possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious oh, about the escape crafts nowadays. Especially the autopilot drone is just not worth it anymore. Oh, no, they're all seven. Okay, so all the IGs are seven. So it's not quite there. Because L3 is three points in the escape craft. But the kicker is, so is Lando. And yeah. basically you're just going to take Lando almost every time. Uh, basically, unless you need a specifically uh, something with a calculate for like proccing IG88A for passing tokens and stuff, you're generally just going to take Lando. Just because yeah, he can uh, take a stress to reroll blanks, which is really good as a pilot ability. Well, you're talking about the robots now. How many, yeah. How many uh, loadout points do they get now? Uh, I believe it's 14. They're not great. They're never really like super great before. But, I mean, you, and you can't take um, advanced, advanced sensors because it's banned, which makes sense. Uh, they have sixteen. They are seven points, sixteen loadout across the board. Wow! But they're also extended. So, oh no! Oh yeah. well, no! Well, you're paying seven points instead of like a hundred points each for a loaded one. So whatever. P pretty much. You just can't load them as heavily. But like two of those in paylob seems real damn good still. And that's probably what I would run with that. Two payload Payload with IG-88D. D, yeah, wow. exactly. Okay. Two cool. payload with title IG-88D. And then, like, payload just holds folks tokens and then double calculates every turn. And then with, like, I assume you still run, like, either AB or AC for the evade. Yeah. Almost, actually, yeah, it's almost certainly AC. And then you just put a engine upgrade on payload. You wouldn't do uh, B with double tap cannons? Uh, so you can. Um, a a AC is like the defensive build. AB is the aggressive build. Uh, so AC is like control bots. It plays more like old school control bots from 1.0, where you're basically running like ion cannons and stuff. And uh, you bring like engine upgrade and payload. So if you boost, you get the free evade from IGC. You have A to share calculate tokens. And you're just like three very annoying ships to kill. And you try to, like, grind out games. I don't know 
how good that would be in 2-5. It feels like it'd be very interesting, though, just because uh, the medium bases count for two each in uh, Assault. And then also with, like, the uh, Calculate Sharing, they're not as stripped of actions. Mm-hmm. And you can still do the double Calculate off of them. So. Yeah. But also, like, you can scenario action with one, pass calcs from the other two to that one. And it's basically like they never took the action. They just calculated. Mm-hmm. And then, like, payoff can run coordinate, etc., etc., etc. Actually, well, you can't if you take D, I guess. Hmm. Uh, you can still probably run, yeah, squad leader for eight. Maybe we wouldn't have enough for inch upgrade. Yeah, whatever. Be an interesting, interesting extended there. talk there. But, yeah, I, I didn't mean to ramble on <laughs> ProBots there for a second, but that's okay. Um, uh, I was going to say thank you very much for coming on. I yeah, thanks for it. having me. Yeah, I appreciate it very much, and That's congratulations on, on your on your win last week. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask uh, from both of you, um, do we have any uh, shout-outs or anything like that to close out the show? Uh, I've already shouted out my own squadron, GRX, so I think that is all my shout-outs for today. Uh, I actually, I, I guess I actually have one this week for a change. There is a new episode of my other podcast, The Great Fright North Out, and I interview filmmaker James Dean. If anybody's interested, we're talking about his new movie, uh, Fontaine and the Vengeful Nun Who Wouldn't Die. It's uh, pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's not for everybody, but uh, check it out. Sounds like it's up my alley. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. And that's on uh, just uh, Podbean on the the Frightful North. Great Fright North. The Great Fright North. All right, thanks so much, you guys uh, and Cam, for coming on. I will. Uh, I'm just going to end the stream now. Thank you, everybody that's been listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>